0: We wrap up one season and head into another. On this edition of the SECO Sports Forum, our special guests include, well, first off, let's start with Roger Brown from the Union Leader and also New Hampshire Football Report.com and New Hampshire Hardball.com and a, and a fellow who's been kind of a, a missing piece here. Coach Bill Taylor, welcome back. Where have you been? <laughs> well, you know, I've been hibernating. It is the winter. <laughs> well, spring is here, friends. So welcome back to the forum. We, we've been missing you. We really have. People have been asking, hey, what's up with the coach? I said he's healthy, but he's hibernating. Yeah, I use that term. So there you go. Well, Roger, uh, we're, we're, we're getting into the spring season. Um, but before we get to the spring season of sports, we got to wrap up in the, the basketball situation. I, I was a skeptic going into this season that we'd actually be able to do a full season and get get the playoffs and into the championship. There, You know,
1: a few teams had to bow out, you know, Pinkerton girls, for example, one of the better teams in the state, but compared to football season or, or the fall season, I think more teams, um, at least didn't bow out in the postseason you know there were some problems during the regular season some pauses but you know once seemed like once you get to the postseason of football that's when it started to affect teams but the the tournaments have been pretty good with basketball
0: i guess you got to so, give kudos to the ads and, and the you know the various schools for coming up with a, a system i know in exeter we had the, the bubble so to speak uh you know and and, and conscious Conscientious effort. There we go to keep the uh, COVID protocols in play, and and I think that was ninety nine percent of it.
1: Could have been, could have been, but whatever the case, you know, just I'm glad they went forward and allowed, you know, some semblance of a, a season, uh, pretty close to what a normal season would have been. You know, we can uh, bicker about the seating uh, procedure. That seemed to be the one sticking point that you know, people had a legitimate complaint about. But other than that, it's uh, very fortunate uh, that the kids got to play um, close to what would have been a normal season.
2: You know what? I want to add something right there. I think a big kudos should go to athletic directors who, and I'm going to mention one in particular, or two in particular, the athletic directors for Exeter and Bishop Girton, because when COVID had hit, a school that Exeter and Girton were scheduled to play, they both got together on the phone and came up with a game on the same date and uh enabled two teams to play which otherwise would have had to sit out,
0: yeah exactly a kudos to the to the players for buying into all these protocols that the the I, rules were putting out there and saying look if you want to play you got to follow these rules masking in particular obviously and and everybody was concerned about that going into the season how the mask would affect play i didn't really see any uh, effect from, where, from the games i saw what about you raj anything you know i saw a
1: lot of kids not wearing their mask <laughs> you know it was more like a chin strap in some cases
0: well yeah there um, were incidents there i saw yeah you're right
1: And, you know, we were fortunate again there because in other states there were kids that went down with masks on in basketball season. You know, I was one who I wasn't sure the mask rule while we were in plays was a good idea. I'm still not sure it was the right thing to do. But, um, you know, we were fortunate there were no incidents there that I'm aware of anyways.
0: There were some teams that came in, like you say, I noticed one one team in particular, the kid was wearing it as a chin strap and I was kind of mad at the officials for not at least giving him a warning and then if he did it the second time teeing him up or teeing the coach up for it. I that that kind of upset me, but hey, you know what? Uh whatever. Well
1: I, I can tell you sure, but I, I did I didn't I wasn't at a game, but I do know of a team that had a I don't know if the boy had asthma or or some type of breathing issue where the mask apparently it? restricted him. And from what I'm told he he wore it but he pulled it down sometimes he just had to like pull it down during free throws or or stuff okay um you know that's a tough situation there you know what i mean um
0: you're you're playing with fire in that situation i know i understand that and it could have been the case in this instance one thing i i I said it to the referees early on in the season it was a different season as far as the the lack of crowds you didn't have the energy in the building you didn't have the noise in the building the referees weren't taking all that heat like they would at the big rivalry games uh (laughs) which again for them was refreshing but it also kind of made it pure basketball because you didn't have the outside influences getting into the kids heads when they got the ball and they're bringing it down the court i think you saw better basketball this year but obviously the crowds do make a difference
1: yeah, yeah, you, you know, you like an energized environment, but I hear what you're saying too, you know, it's almost like back to the uh, youth basketball when you just had the 12 parents in the stands and the kids were just out there playing.
0: If I could take something out of the game of high school basketball, it would be the three-point shot, because the inside game is where it's at for me.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's an example of one of many why I much prefer uh, lower-level basketball like college or high school to the NBA. and you know, the three-point shot to me, if if you're going to keep it, you got to really, you got to make it so only a few guys um, are able to make it worthwhile to shoot it. You know, it's still too close. You got, I I was watching a game the other night and didn't matter who had the ball. It was like a 6'11 guy, just fire away. Right. And uh, I don't enjoy watching the game where there's so many three-point shots. Um, I liked it better where it was more team basketball, but Maybe I'm in the minority.
0: Coach, what about you? What, what's your takeaway on, on the uh, basketball season?
2: Well, you know, I agree with uh, what Roger said. I would somehow like to bring, you know, the big man or the back-to-the-basket player back into the game. It's not to say they can't face up, and, but it seems like they've become dinosaurs. I just think that's such an important part of the game. Well, we
0: got to let Roger go. We will check back with you. I want to get you on very soon to talk spring sports and baseball in particular. You've got the new Hampshire hardball.com. Um, uh, and also the new Hampshire football report.com. So we'll and uh, catch your column in the union leader on what's happening day to day.
1: Yeah. And just in closing, sure. Uh, looking ahead. I, one thing I hope we do maybe, or take a look at is the possibility of allowing more fans at these spring events, um, you know, rather than the two, uh, per player. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just think there's outdoor events like baseball. There's plenty of room for social distancing and they're usually not huge crowds like compared to a a football or a basketball game. Um, so I don't know. I'm just wondering if maybe it's not time to just open it up and, you know, allow the fans to watch their kids play.
0: We shall see. And again, thanks for joining us today. And uh, we'll check back with you real soon about what's happening in spring and in particular in baseball. OK, guys, thank you. We have a piece that, of the puzzle that hasn't been here for quite a while. Coach Bill Taylor, welcome back to the Seacoat Sports Forum. We missed you. Well, thank you, Sherm. Uh, Some people were asking like, where is Bill? Where's the coach? And I said, he's with us. He's he's just, you know, busy man. And we'll get him back. Well, what I want to do in this, in this segment, I want to talk about stuff that Sam and I have been kicking around and and we haven't had your input. So let's, let's start off with spring sports. Let's go with the Red Sox. What's your take on what you're seeing? You've seen a couple probably uh, the preseason games already. And uh, uh, what do what are you thinking?
2: Well, my take on the red sox is this first of all john henry and the powers that be in boston should have been ashamed of themselves for what they put us through last year that was dismal it was a poor excuse for baseball uh i think they are obviously going to be better will they challenge i don't know uh for one thing, they have real major league pitching, which they didn't have a lot of last year. Uh, I look for a bounce back season for Rodriguez. It will be interesting to see about R- what Richards will bring. He's a guy we got from the Padres. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's very much an unknown. But at least. I think that we have names that we've heard of if you follow baseball and not guys that are being brought in on a trial basis.
0: Well, another thing I think is going to be very important, and I I see it already, I'm I'm reading about it, is a new vibe because Alex Cora is back behind the bench running the show.
2: Yeah, you know, I think that's true, but I don't – I think the manager last year – uh, Renneke was put in a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. I mean...
0: Yeah, he was camouflage, <laughs> No doubt about it.
2: Yeah, he was. I mean, you know, he agreed to take the job, but I don't think he was given the talent to show what he could do as a manager. I, so, yes, I'm glad Alex Cora is back, and he does a great job relating to the players, but... In no way, shape, or form was last year a fault of the manager, Ron Reneke.
0: No, and, and, and Hein Bloom, I think, was in a position last year where they didn't even know how far the season would go, if it would go, and how many games and all that. And he really was in kind of a, of a hold position. Uh, I think he's shown, by just the moves he's made to try to rebuild the farm system, uh, going back to the Theo Epstein days of trying to have a farm system, uh, and not just sell everything uh, a dime on a dollar and 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 get a rent a, a player. Uh, so I think I think good things are ahead this season. It's going to be interesting. I think we could be a spoiler. I think we could be a spoiler. We're not going to be as bad as Baltimore. Uh, Toronto improved themselves, and uh, it seems like every year Toronto is one of those ones that the, the pundits say, ah, it's their year. Well, we'll see. I think the Yankees are the ones that people have to to get a, get through to get to uh, the top of the heap.
2: I agree with you. I don't think you can ever overlook the Yankees.
0: And overall, in the uh, and that's the other thing. On the other side of the field, the National League, you've got the Dodgers. They just seem to reload, even though uh, they gave up a couple of players, and we got one of them, KK Hernandez, uh, who was one of my favorite utility players of all time. I've had him on my fantasy leagues for years, but they just never had a place to play him on a regular basis. So that was the only disadvantage of having Hernandez on your team because he didn't know if he was going to be on in the lineup that day Uh, but just you know I think it's going to be probably if I'm doing a prognostication this early on which is probably silly and stupid uh, I'll say New York and and the Dodgers but anything can happen
2: yeah you know the, the one thing I would say I think it's time for the National League to I think it's time for baseball to have common rules so that means that the DH, mm-hmm. if you're going to have it in the American League, then you should have it in the National League.
0: Right, I agree with you if, there. And, and some of the other, you know, things, they came up to speed the game up. We were talking about this with Dave O'Brien. Uh, you know, it, it, they they've got to reinvent the game because the the the, the I don't want to say the mentality the attention span of the average fan now is it's 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 short they want it over with 2 hours that's it i mean i'll give you a couple hours i may even give you 15 minutes and if it's boring i'm off uh, we've seen this well
2: Just- you know what i agree with what you're saying to me the thing that drives me crazy and it did as a coach is the batter up there not looking to you know with no strikes you want to be selective, yes. But that doesn't mean you take strike one if it's a pitch that you can hit and hit with authority. And that's what's happened now is baseball is turned into an all-or-nothing league. Either you're hitting the home run or you're striking out. And that's what, to me, you got to change that thought process. The other, And I think analytics have had a... A driving part in that. The other thing to me is I find the – for me, and I'm a baseball fan. I coached it. I, you know, I love going to the park, although not not so much anymore. It seems I can enjoy it better at home, but I can't watch a full game anymore. It's too long. It is. It's It's too – And you know what? I can yet I can sit in front of the TV and watch a NASCAR race because the unpredictable can happen at any time. In baseball, it's not unpredictable; it's pretty predictable.
0: I I want to move on to a couple other sports. Let's go with the uh, the winter sports. (laughs) that are break right now. The Salts and the and the Bruins. What's your take on those two teams? Uh.
2: The Bruins, I like, the Bruins are a good team. I'm just waiting for them to click. They haven't clicked on all cylinders yet. They got off to a good start. They've gone through a lull lately. I do think they've, they're having a tendency not to respect all their opponents. Some of the teams that they played in the bottom of the standings they have not gone out and played their A game, and I know you can't play your A game every time. But in a shortened season, you better play your A games 80 to 90 percent of the time. And I think they just—they have to rely too much on scoring from the number one line. And if other guys will chip in with goals like they should, they'll be fine. Their goaltending is top notch. Uh, And do I think they made a mistake in getting rid of Chara? Not really. The young guys that they brought in, they filled in and played fine. It's just what I've already said. uh, Basketball, the Celtics, uh, at times I think they play too much hero ball and they read their press clippings too much. Before you anoint them, you got to prove it. And they haven't proven to me that they're a great team, that they're a championship team. And I will say this. It, I cannot watch. I watched last night against the Brooklyn Nets, and I did with my hand on their nose, on my nose. I just – I can't take Kyrie, and I can't take Harden. So – the rest of them, I think myself, I think LeBron James is the best player in basketball still. Uh, he's a winner.
0: You know, one thing we were talking about uh, the, the high school level basketball and, and all this has a trickle down effect, which you see in the NBA and the colleges, you know, trickles down to the college level and even the high school where we're. I, I, it's harder for a coach especially at the high school level now I think because kids see this it, the, the three-point shot we brought that up uh, in our segment with Roger Brown uh, the three-point shot is, is, to me has taken a lot away from the high school game it just makes everybody think they're going to be a hero or put the team on their shoulders and, and just start heaving uh, the ball up what I, I I've always been a fan of free throws and free throw shooting and teams that Go there and nail them down. If they if they get that 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 chance at the charity stripe, and and going to the NBA, uh, Larry Bird that this guy from French Lick, Indiana, spent hours on hours on hours perfecting free throws. That was his big thing, and and he realized the importance of it and the inside game. Larry Bird, sure he took his share of three pointers. We know he had his record breaking games, but he he wasn't afraid of an inside game or taking a shot
2: yeah i mean i as a former hoop coach you know free throws are just that they're free points you got to get as many of them as you can i mean you got to go to the line and the only way let's face it if you're a jump shooting three-point shooting team you're not going to get to the free throw line a lot of times if you're a driving to the basket team you're going to get to the free throw line a lot more often than a jump shooting team so i agree with you i mean free throws are very very important i mean i can remember a year and i won't mention the player's name but i worked with the player every single day and it was from the beginning of the season till the end of the season and at the end of the season his technique and his form were finally corrected and he could make free throws but it took from preseason to the very last game for it to happen and but it happened.
0: You brought up another topic that you uh, and I are are near and dear to us uh, NASCAR and uh, firstly just you take on uh, how the season started so far and uh, and been a lot of fun and uh, like you say for Something goes on. The only, the only problem with NASCAR is when they get a rain delay, it does uh, screw up yes. their. coverage. <laughs> but uh, I, get-
2: I I agree with you. The rain delays are uh, difficult. Uh, I know. Even one race, I just I couldn't. They didn't get started till like twelve thirty, and it was like I couldn't. I couldn't handle the rain delay anymore. I just had to go to bed. Well, and that really happens for me. But, uh, you know, I do think, and I know the purists would disagree, but I do like show them all with an equal start. In other words, they all go to the track, they unload the car, and they don't have a practice and i think that's helped to make the races more competitive that some of the teams that are not as well funded still have the opportunity to compete and win look at michael mcdowell as a prime example now he won a restrictor plate race which means all cars are basically equal but he also is uh right up there in the points i mean i believe he's second he's done well in every race so far
0: And you know what i what i was impressed in. this is the fellow who won the daytona in case people aren't in nascar or like nascar Uh, this is a a race driver who had been in the circuit for years Uh, he had won a race in previously i guess or some races but not any of the real big ones and but this was this was the one for the books for him and he did it right at the very end of the race, taking out Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski, two of the favorites, uh, mm-hmm. last second win for him. And uh, it was funny because Logano, there was a big crash and people didn't see it. It was a big crash at the very end of that race at the at Daytona. And uh, uh, it, Joey Logano uh, was one of the guys involved in the crash at the end, and he was leading the race at the time. You know something, he could have been really, upset about losing it and the way it happened and mcdowell was like i say on his tail when when everything went awry but you know what he, he showed some class he says you know what i'm happy for him this guy has been a mentor to me meaning bono and he says, you know he's just a good guy and i'm glad he got I'm, yeah. a big one you know so it's, and that's i agree
2: thing. i think it was great to see uh, and actually there have been a lot of in NASCAR so far, I mean, uh, a lot of the big guns that you expect to win haven't, and uh, William Byron, Christopher Bell. Uh, we've had a lot of
0: Amazing.
2: Kyle Larson last week.
0: You guys. The drivers, if, if
2: you're going to get to that point in the circuit and in the Cup Series, you got to be a good driver, whether your team is well funded or not, you, you have to know what you're doing.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, I wanted to bring up one thing about uh, NASCAR. In, and at some point, I want to get our friends up uh, from Loudoun on the show, uh, like we did in the past. Uh, you had uh, experience up at Loudoun just recently. And uh, I want to tell, tell folks about that.
2: We went up Sunday morning for a nine o'clock appointment uh, at the Speedway. And let me tell you, it was very well done. Big kudos to all of the folks there. Uh, Nurses, now this, I did not see any National Guard members at Loudoun, that's not to say they haven't been there, but on the day I was there, they weren't. It was nurses, it was DPW workers, it was fire and police. They did a great job. People were very friendly. They were happy. And let me tell you, it wasn't even 20 degrees and it was pretty windy that day in the morning at that time. And we were in and out of there in probably 45 minutes, including the wait. And it was just a smooth experience and a credit to the state of New Hampshire to it, everyone involved to Perry Plummer and setting that whole thing up since he's the man in charge of that Governor Sununu it was just easy and it was such a relief to finally get it
0: it was good that they were able to use the you know the, the track for that purpose and uh, and and it, it was, from what i saw on tv everything went slick there and i'm i'm happy you're vaccinated and i will say uh, Thank you and uh, kudos, I love to use that word today, but it's it's appropriate to the folks of the National Guard, I know I uh, got my vaccinations, plural, at Exeter High School, and uh, to the team that uh, were working there, whether it was the National Guard or the EMTs or or the uh, nurses that were were doing the injections, thank you. I mean, uh, I I will say this, and it's not part of my two-minute drill, but I just want to say, people should take advantage of the vaccinations as soon as possible. This will make our world more open, I guess that's the way to put it. And uh, we can get back to a form of normalcy, hopefully by, as President Biden said, the 4th of July. That would be a nice uh, nice benchmark.
2: I agree with you 100%. You know, get your shot. Get your
0: shot. Two-minute drill time. you have anything for us today, Coach?
2: I do. And what I will say is, you know, in mentioning... The athletic directors and the players being able to get through the winter season, I think we neglected to also thank and give credit to their families. Because if someone in their family had come down with the uh, virus, then that would have put them on hold, the individual player, but because of Him practicing or being with teammates, that would have shut down a season or shut down a team for a period of time. So I think the fact that it was, yes, the athletic directors getting players games, the players adhering to protocols, but the family members also adhering to protocols so their son or daughter could compete athletically during this winter season
0: amen to that brother amen to that my two-minute drill i know uh, you and sam are not interested in fantasy sports but it's fantasy baseball time gang and uh, i've got the seacoast Sports Forum League back up again. So if anybody wants to join us, the uh, uh, place to go, it'll be Sports Forum at Yahoo.com. If you're interested in joining the, our Fantasy League, we've got some openings and it's a lot of fun. It's no money involved. It's just for fun and bragging rights. And uh, it, uh, that's it. I guess I'll wrap it up for now for uh, our special guest today, Roger Brown. And, and the uh, man who's been the missing man, but he's back again, Coach Bill Taylor. Well, good to have you back, kid. Well, it was great to be back, Sherm. We'll see you again next time or the next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum. Be sure to subscribe to Exeter TV on YouTube and hit the bell to get notified about new episodes of the Seaco Sports Forum and other local content. Follow the Sports Forum team behind the scenes on our Facebook and Twitter pages and send us your game footage and photos to our email. That's secosportsforum.extv at gmail.com. This is Sherm Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seco Sports Forum.